I'll let I'll let you know, man. Because I don't want to fuck shit up. No, Anyways, we'll, you'll be good. Are we Are we ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Four Thirty in the Morning. This is your boy Ben. And Pat is back as well. How you doing today, man? How was your day? It was a long day. Yeah, it was. You see, I really thought it was going to be a slow day at work. We started off with a lot of downtime. We were like, yeah, it's going to be a really slow day at work. And then we ran and ran and ran. Yeah, we and ran. ran. I, we were behind today, but really, it seemed like we never stopped. Ever. Really? Really. Yeah, that's how kind of how it felt today, too. Anyways, I do have two <laughs> news stories today. Awesome. Okay, this first one comes from superjob.ru, which is a Russian website. Mm -hmm. Putin named Russia's hottest man. According to superjob.ru, in an open-ended survey of 100 men and 100, or uh, 1,000 men and 1,000 women across more than 300 Russian cities, 18% of Russian men and 17% of Russian women agree that Vladimir Putin is the hottest man in Russia. (laughs) Doesn't surprise me. What what can't Putin do? He's pretty. He's, <laughs> he gets a bad rap in the mainstream media because he is the epitome of the, of the boogeyman that they like to point at. He's done some shady shit. He has. He definitely has. I'm not going <laughs> to act like he hasn't done bad stuff. But right. there are so many bad dictators in the world, and he is not nearly as big of a problem as the media would act like he is. He's very interesting. Anyways, Russia can still call Vladimir Putin the most attractive man, the most attractive famous man in the country, despite the fact that he's down a percentage point from last year. No shit. See, he won. He won last year as well, but he's down a little bit. Uh, neither actors nor athletes or other politicians can compete with him today. It needs to be noted, though, that 19% of men surveyed named themselves as Russia's most attractive men. <laughs> 18% of women said there are no attractive men in Russia. No shit. So, I don't That's know, you got funny. anything to say about that? Russia's kind of... I don't I know just, what to say about Russia, man. I love the cult of personality around Putin. <laughs> I love the fact that... <laughs> They, they And it was an open-ended survey. It's not like he had a list of names. It was, who is the most attractive man in Russia? 2,000 people were in the survey, and a couple hundred of them wrote down Vladimir Putin. Wow. I don't know. That's crazy. Funny. But, that, you that know, he rides bears. He flies the fighter jets. In Russia, the car drives you. Remember that family that's, guy? That's that. Soviet Russia. Yeah. I had a whole thing. I was going to do something with Putin Hassan, but I, I couldn't remember what I was going to say. So Damn. That would have been good. Anyways, what kind of news stories you got today, man? First news story. April 8th is... This is from UPI News. Police in Germany are asking public to keep watch for 20 to 25 monkeys that escaped from the zoo. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. That's not good. Freeburg police say that 20 to 25 barberry. Barberry. I tried this earlier, but I didn't. uh, Macaquee? Macaquee monkeys escaped Thursday from the zoo in Lothagen, and the newskeepers were unsuccessful in their initial attempts to reach capture the primates. The police said construction work and progress at the zoo may have allowed the animals to escape, but the investigation is ongoing. Zookeepers told police the monkeys are not believed to pose any danger to humans and are likely to flee any attempt to fight. Well, Members of the public who spot the loose monkeys are being urged to keep safe distance and contact police. So imagine you're just, you're just, you're just walking, walking outside your door and you see a damn monkey running down the street. Are you kidding me right now? I'd freak. Yeah. Monkeys are mundry, monkeys are seriously dangerous. You always hear stories of monkeys ripping off people's faces and shit. You hear stories, but I don't know. I'm not as worried about a monkey as I would be like I don't know, when man. when the Zanesville guy released, it. remember when he released all those tigers down in Zanesville, Ohio? You remember that? It was yeah. in high school. Yeah, I do remember that. That was crazy. That was crazy. See, monkeys. I mean, see, I don't mess with any wild animals. I don't mess no, with squirrels. I don't fuck with anything. I don't mess with ducks. I don't. I don't mess with any see, wild 
animal. At work, we kind of have to deal with the geese. We do. We had one standing guard outside, like right outside the door one day. Oh, my God. They'll fire you if you, like, fuck with them. Well, what are you going to do? we got to get in the building. Right. Anyways, that's crazy. See, Barbary, that's got to be northern Africa is where those monkeys got to be from. Yeah. Because, uh... Makiki. I think think that's it. Makiki, Makiki. That might be Makiki. Makiki. Is that how you say it? But if any of you listeners know what the hell... Can you spell that again for us, please? M-A-C-A-Q-U-E. If any of you guys know how to pronounce that, please tweet us at 30 in the... Although that's not going to help us because they're, they're just going to type it out. Is that going to help us? It might help us, I guess. Well, you can, like, go on... You, you can, like, type in Google uh, pronoun- pronunciation. Yeah, but the It'll... robot guy makes it even worse for me. Yeah, sometimes it Sometimes does. it does. Sometimes <laughs> I get even more confused. Right. Anyways, I got I got one more I want to get into real quick. Sure. So I don't know if you heard uh, Prince Philip died. Yep. Now, I'm not really... you're. Not, I'm not really into the royal family, but I, w- I knew who he was. Like... I don't, I don't really... I don't really pay... I don't really yeah, care about that. I mean, it popped up in the news feed. I, f- yeah. I found out through Gmail is how I found out. I got an email about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, especially since, we, I mean, we've talked about the Queen a little bit, how she's a drug-dealing, shape-shifting rect- reptilian. Right. But Prince Philip's dead, and it's it's a big deal, but people are acting like it's too much of a big deal. Anyways, I got this news article, though, from swlondoner.co.uk, which is a UK website. Okay. The South Pacific tribe who worship Prince Philip believes he will now return. Think about this for a second. This is some Larry Johnson shit. This is ridiculous. And then from this article, they also had a subtitle that read, In Tana, part of a South Pacific Ocean archipelago made up of 80 islands, the Yauhanan tribe considered the Duke of Edinburgh a deity. No shit. So apparently this tribe has an ancient folktale about how their god was a white man who emerged from a volcano mm-hmm. and traveled many ways to marry a powerful ruler of a great kingdom. Or kind of something like that is basically what they talked about. Okay. Anyways, the legend outdates Prince Philip by many centuries because it's been talked about for a long time. Like, there's the, this is just part of their folklore. Okay. And we talked about folklore in episode 14 of our show. Please check it out, guys. Please check it out, listeners. Episode 14, folklore. Good episode. Anyways, they talk about it and they're like, we got the story about this guy. He's prophesied that this is our, our god is prophesied to be, came from a volcano and he married a powerful ruler of a powerful family. In 1950, they got a portrait of the royal family with a little bit of a story attached to Prince Philip. And that was enough for them to determine that that is our <laughs> <laughs> that he is our guy. That's that's our guy right there. Now the the whole thing got kind of out of control in 1974 because Prince Philip visited Vanuatu, which is part of the archipelago. I don't know if you know where Vanuatu is. Mm-mm. It's an island. It they had Survivor there once. Oh okay. But Prince Philip's 1974 official visit to Vanuatu cemented the tribe's belief in him as their prophesied savior, according to Chief Jack of the. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Jack. According to Chief Jack of the Yauhanan tribe, I saw him standing on the deck in his white uniform, and I knew then that he was the true messiah. <laughs> Chief Jack adds, Oh, man. To see him in the flesh like that, even though I know deep inside he is more than flesh and bones, it was really powerful for Chief Jack. It's the white suit, man. I guess, but they, they that he he's their god in this remote tribe. And he showed up probably because he heard about the story that they were yeah, worshiping him as a god. He probably wanted to see how they would react. They, it's, it cemented his legacy. That is hilarious. Now, the tribe celebrates the prince's birthday every year with festivals, and they believe that he has the power to influence history. He even was the reason that Obama became president in the United States. Oh, my god. It was gosh. all because of the powers of Prince Philip. <laughs> and for those of you that are mourning the prince's death, don't worry, because he's coming back in spirit form, according to the Yauhanan tribe. Maybe they'll make a hologram of him like they did Tupac. Dude, that's kind of... <laughs> that, that would be terrible. <laughs> 
But I just thought that was funny. That, that is, <laughs> that, that is that, absolutely that hilarious. Philip, no, he's not just a prince. He's not just a mere prince in the UK. He is actually... He's a god. The god. Like, like He's the god. And then he showed up, and they were just like, yep, there he is. <laughs> we, there knew, he is. we knew he'd show up. We knew it. I, I don't know. To I, see his people. I found that about an hour ago. That's funny. It was right at the end of the shift. I was checking out last-minute things before we were getting out of there. And I was like, I got to talk about this. So That's hilarious. Anyways, what kind of... You got one more? I have one more news story. This is from our favorite CNN. Archaeologists discover 3,000-year-old Egyptian city. Wow, I did not say that really well. That wasn't, that wasn't even close. Egyptian city left as if it were yesterday. No shit. All this shit was in such good condition. This is, uh, April, they, this is April 9th. Where do they find this? A group of archaeologists has found the largest ancient city ever discovered in Egypt, dating back 3,000 years. The city, named the Rise of Aten, was discovered under the sand in the western bank of Luxor. Lead archaeologist Zahi Hawass said in a statement, it dates to the reign to the reign of King Amen Amenhotep Amenhotep the the uh, Amenhotep the third third the third okay who ruled Egypt between 1391 and 1353 BCE according to the statement it was the largest administrative and industrial settlement in the era of, G- of the Egyptian Empire Hawass said archaeologists found the city street flanked by houses with walls intact up to ten feet high rooms filled with tools of daily life left by ancient residents as if it were yesterday such as rings, colored pottery vessels, casting molds to make uh, amulets, pots used to carry meat, tools for spinning, weaving, and metal glass making. All this shit. That is really cool. Yeah. That, like, yeah. That's a huge discovery. 3,000 years, and... Like, these pictures are pretty cool. I'm gonna have to... You're gonna have to send me that at some look, point. Look at that skeleton right there that they found. Yeah, that's creepy. Creepy but cool. Yeah. It's a really long hour. I'm not gonna read the whole article, but... Uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. This is why I wanna go to Egypt, man. Dude. And you know that... And you know that they're building... Actually, I think it's almost done. It's the it's the largest museum in the world. And it's they built it in Egypt, and it's not far from the, the pyramid. Okay, and you, you got to look at pictures of that thing, man. It's absolutely insane how big it is. I definitely want to go see, go to Cairo at least at some point. See, obviously things got to simmer down internationally a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. Did you know that the the pyramids are like in like downtown Cairo? Did you know that they're not that far away? Makes sense. Like the city's like right there, and then there's yeah. like there's like the scenic desert that they kind of keep preserved. Yeah, and then it's like it's like all like right there. No shit. Anyways, yeah, that that is a cool that's a cool news story. See, you always yeah. have these really cool arch- archaeological <laughs> ones. Honestly. Honestly, I uh, I was at work and that was one of the first articles I saw when I opened up my web browser. No shit, so that yeah. just popped up right it away. It just popped up right away. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be good for the show. That's news. Like that's that's some cool shit. That's fucking news now, right there. They probably found a lot more stuff that they're not talking about. They probably, probably found a lot of a lot, lot of alien, alien shit, alien evidence <laughs> that just isn't gonna make it into the discussion. But <laughs> anyways, that's cool. We have to keep an eye on that. See if anything pops up with that. No doubt. But what is our main topic today? Abandoned places, right? Yes. Abandoned places. Ghost towns. I'm happy you did abandoned places because that's what I did. It was going to be ghost towns and abandoned places, but I didn't really do any ghost towns. So I have uh, I have two ghost towns and two abandoned places. I just got two abandoned places, and we probably got at least one of the same abandoned places. Probably. Maybe not. But I got this idea because of the whole... Remember when we talked about Centralia, Pennsylvania on our Urban Edge Legends yep. episode, which I, is a very good episode, by the way. 
way. Yeah. I, that was one of our really good ones. I watched a video on Centralia, Pennsylvania earlier. So that was kind of my inspiration because I wanted to see what else was out there. So what kind of abandoned places. And I also wanted to get into like why are places just abandoned like this. Right. So I got some good stuff, but I'll let you get started with this at your leisure. So, so you got abandoned places. Yes. Ghost towns, shit like that. Yep. So like most abandoned towns and shit, they're mostly like early 20th century like mining towns, most of them, for what I've seen. Yeah. The like, majority of them. Maybe second half of the 18th century onward. Yeah. And I got a reason why. But it's not It's not always mining towns. Like a lot of it, a lot of it is mining towns, but mm-hmm. because people build up too big too quickly. Yeah, that They too. don't understand that things can dry up quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, first place. This is a ghost town. Have you ever heard of uh, Bannock, Montana? No, I can't say that I have. Bannock, Montana was founded in 1860. It's one of the long, it was one of the longest running mining towns in Montana. Okay. And uh, it was a gold mining town and it was the Montana territory capital for one year. Really? And the town had some problems because this is, this is actually kind of funny. The sheriff of Bannock, he, he had a, he had a gang that would rob people and dispatch them, especially people traveling west. And it's absolutely hilarious. The sheriff, literally the sheriff of the town was the one causing the trouble. Well, I mean, in a territory, there's not, there's not a lot of governance out there. The sheriff is kind of the head honcho. Yeah. So. And he's, I mean, I, I think that's absolutely hilarious. It's funny. Peak population was 10,000. The majority of the rev- residents left in nineteen in the 1950s, and the remaining left in the 1970s. It's currently a state park. has over 15 buildings still up, and you can like go through them and shit. That's pretty cool. But I, I, I chose that one because I thought the, the story of the sheriff was pretty funny. The, 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 the marauding sheriff. <laughs> yeah. I, I can guarantee you there are sheriffs out there today that still do that kind of shit. Oh, 100%. No doubt. Especially out west when they got these small counties where nobody lives. They're, Any asshole could. Billy Bob could be the fucking sheriff they're just running everything exactly basically and they oversee everything exactly they have all the other cops under their wing you know yeah it's crazy and there's somebody really to answer to like right who are you gonna who, who are you gonna run to the mayor is probably the dog or probably a little kid they do that <laughs> they do that out there like they've they've named like dogs mayors yeah what, what's that one uh isn't there a city out west somewhere they have a big ass statue of a dog and uh I don't you know. know what i'm talking about no i have no clue what the we'll, talk, we'll talk we'll talk about we'll talk about <laughs> Some other time. <laughs> All right, you got, you, you got one? No, I'll let you get. I'll let you get one more, and then I'll get into one of mine. Okay, this is this is an abandoned this is an ab- abandoned place. All right, uh, the Goldfield Hotel. Ever heard of the Go- Goldfield Hotel? I feel like I've seen it on Ghost Adventures before. I feel like I came across it in my research, but I didn't do it. Yeah. So Goldfield. Uh, Hotel is in Goldfield, Nevada. Okay, and it was it was the most spectacular hotel in Nevada, which is crazy because this place is literally in the middle of nowhere at the time. Like this this hotel was just like this spectacular building in the middle of just a shit western mining town. The hotel it cost between three hundred and four hundred thousand at the time. And what it was, was completed it? in nineteen oh eight. Okay. So it's about $12 million in today's in today's money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. The town boomed in the early 20th century due to the discovery of gold, discovery of gold, and from 1903 to 1940 produced $86 million in gold at the time. That's over $2.5 billion today. Again, and, a lot of money. 
And you were and you were talking about how a lot of these um, towns grew too fast. Check this out, dude. In a four-year span, 1902-1906, the town grew 20,000 people. In four years, that's a lot. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, think think of you know where we are, the population fluctuation here. I don't yeah. even think it's been that much in, over the past 10 years. It's been going down. It has been going down. In our city, it's been going down. Now, the suburbs, of, the area has held steady, mm-hmm. but the city itself the city itself has, has gone been down. going down. And yeah. it's going to continue to go down. Yeah. We, we, we might be a, a ghost town here pretty soon. You no, know. You're, it's a big city. It's <laughs> never going to be a ghost town yeah. because of gentrification, Yeah, which is a very controversial thing. Mm. But anyways, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Where the hell was I at? Oh, yeah. The hotel uh, was nothing like uh, anything the area ever had. It had it literally had gold ceilings. It had leather upholstery. It had mahogany woodwork. And uh, it closed kind of early, though, in my opinion. It closed right after World War II. And the last... The last people to use it were uh, military personnel. You know what? I did research this one. I mm-hmm. did research this one. Okay. Yeah, it, 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 it closed right after. It, it was just abandoned after like 42. Did you watch I, a YouTube I, uh, 45. video? Did you watch a YouTube video on this? Because I saw this on a YouTube video. Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I, there were a couple of YouTube videos that had this one on there. Yeah, because I've been watching videos all week. And I didn't use me, any me of too. The, I didn't use any of the videos that I watched. I, I, love the, I love the videos. Yeah. Okay, I did hear about that one. It's crazy, though. Like That's a huge, just out in the middle of nowhere, poof, it's off. And yeah, and, it's and, gone. and all the other buildings are just shit, and you just have this badass hotel. And yeah, apparently in the 2010 census, there were still 260 some people that lived in this town, that but it, 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 it's still considered a ghost town. Well, yeah, I apparently. Mean, well, Centralia is still a ghost town, even though there's like five people living there. So, <laughs> talk about stubborn. Anyways, I'm gonna get into my first one, and this is one you've. I'm pretty sure you've seen this one before. You've probably seen this one many times before. Uh have you ever? Well, you know about Michigan Central Station. If you've ever, you've driven to Detroit. You've ever yeah. seen the big ass? Yes. Yep. Train station. Yep. Well, I'm gonna get into this one a little bit. So it's within the city of Detroit, Michigan Central Station. It was a big, huge train station, and if you've seen it, it that's a big ass. Ass Big vacant building. building. Yeah. 13 stories high and it's wide as fuck. It's massive. Yeah. It's like, what could they have possibly done in this building? Because it was a train station. But why is it why is it so, why is it so damn ridiculously tall? big <laughs> and everything? And it looms. Like that thing, you can't you can't, you can't miss, miss it. it. Yeah. Especially when you go up on 75, that big ass bridge exactly. right there. Exactly. And then and you, you see the, the whole city. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good sight. It is. That that is one of the coolest things. That huge ass bridge, and you're like going like way up there. Yeah. Yeah, every single time I I do I have a tradition. Oh god. Every every single time I drive to Detroit and I the moment I get to the top of that hill I play Detroit City by uh no, Welcome to Detroit City by Eminem, Eminem. and Tr- Trick Trick. Yep. Okay. <laughs> every place that we win we go. Yep. Yep. Uh we play me and Tim play a different song. We play The Kingdom of Rust. I don't even know who it's by. <laughs> but it's in the movie Zombieland and it's the scene where they're driving through LA but it's Zombieland so there's no people there. And it's the same kind of feeling because you, you go up the bridge and you're just like straight into the urban decay. Right. But that train station, <laughs> it stands there and it, it's like like Gotham City type yeah, creepy. It, like it's it's cool looking though. So much character. It is cool looking. And I'm going to get into it a little bit. So it's 13 stories tall and it was officially dedicated in 1914. So it's over 100 years old now. Although they've been building it since like 1908. It served as a major railway hub throughout the first half of the 20th century. Um, it did see it's fair it's fair share of use because they were trying to make it into like office spaces they figured it was going to be like a hub like a right you take the train in the work and you work in the offices above is why it's so big mm-hmm. the problem is if you're building a train station in the 20th century you're kind of behind the curve and it's a perfect yeah. 
Yeah. It's a perfect example of investing way too much in technology that was starting to phase out already. Right. Because pretty quickly, planes were going to start taking over in terms of transportation. Yeah. While trains were still going to be prevalent until the 70s, pretty much, it wasn't going to be nearly as much as it was in the 1880s or the 1890s. I think the 1890s was probably the peak of train travel. Or maybe maybe right 1900, right before planes started taking off. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're at the end of the curve, and you're building this ridiculously huge building. And it did stay open. It stayed open until 1988. I don't know if you knew that. No shit. But they weren't using it much because train, tra- train travel took a shit. So 14 to 88? 1914 to 1988 is when it's it was in service. That's a long time. But by the time the last Amtrak train pulled out in 1988, it hasn't done anything official since. Man, we should, we should go check that out. You can, and you can like kind of check it out. I think I think Eminem did a music video in there. Uh, the, the 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 cipher that they did. I think he was I think he was in that building. Really? I'm pretty sure. So you can get in there. Like it's not in terrible condition. Like obviously it is, but and it's Detroit, so you don't want to be just like wandering around without. Probably not. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I always, I wanted to get into that a little bit. And it's just it's an example That's of cool. And it's part of the whole the whole Rust Belt is just investing a little bit too much without anticipating changes in technology you know mm-hmm. they figured rail they figured that that building was going to be still standing today and a big hub today right back in 1914 they probably didn't think that plane travel was going to become what it became they thought it was going to be the epicenter for a couple hundred years probably so wow that's crazy anyways i thought that was one was, that one was kind of interesting i liked that one that was a good one and obviously we see that one a lot so yeah it's like part of our lives kind of so. right i want to i'm going to look at it extra hard next time yeah i, see I mean there's there's no hidden mystery. I want it to be haunted. <laughs> and, I mean, going through Detroit, you think everything is haunted because there's so many old-ass buildings. Right. A couple of them are, like, towering, and you're like, how the hell is that building even standing? Man, I, I but, was I always got kind of scared when I would walk into the Baltimore in the bar downtown. It's so old. I feel like it was going to cave in on me. Yeah. I don't even know if it's open anymore. I don't know. I haven't been, I haven't been to Detroit outside of work-related shit in a couple of years, so. No shit. It's, been, it's probably been about five years. Anyways, no, you know what? Me and Josh would go to baseball games up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have been, yeah. Well, we didn't really, like, we got lost. Uh, we got lost in downtown ones because <laughs> Josh took the wrong exit. It's, also, not, it's not hard to do that. I got to get this one in uh, real quick. So, Tim, Tim's been complaining that we haven't talked about him on the show lately. <laughs> so, I do have a Tim story. Okay. Real quick in Detroit. So, we were at a baseball game. We were coming home. It was me, my dad, my uncle, my mom's brother, and Tim. And we were walking back to the parking lot. And we always parked several blocks away, like, in, like, a just a random-ass janky parking lot is where we always <laughs> parked. So we were kind of, like, walking through the inner city trying to get back to back to the car. Anyways, we saw what I thought was a Tigers program just laying on the, in the middle of the street. I was like, hey, Tim, go pick up that program. It's a Tigers program. We can take it home. And, well, it wasn't us. It wasn't a Tigers <laughs> program, number one. Number two, it was covered in something that was really sticky. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Tim picks it up, and he's just like, it's sticky. <laughs> And we were driving. My grandpa had a really nice Lincoln at the time. And that's oh. what we took up to Detroit. We took my grandpa's car. So they made <laughs> Tim sit there with the, you know, the entire way home. So what magazine was it? Was it a dirty magazine? You know, unfortunately, we don't know. We don't know the end of that legend. Tim reacted to the feel before he really looked at it. Probably a, a good thing. It probably was. And <laughs> there, that's, what everybody, that's what everybody jumps to. There, there wasn't any hand sanitizer in the in the car? This was 2004, dude. 2005, 2006. Uh, oh, oh, this was a long time ago. Yeah, okay. this wasn't coronavirus hand sanitizer in the car time. Anyways. 
You ever heard of Craco, Italy? I have not. Long history of Craco, Italy, but I'm going to sum it up real quick. So, uh, founded in 540 AD, built on a cliff. It's like a 400 meter cliff. So that, uh, and that's a big cliff. And they they built they built the city on the cliff for uh, basically defense reasons against invaders. Makes sense. You know, have the high ground like uh, Obi Wan Kenobi did. It's important to have the high ground. He did. The city became very vulnerable to natural disasters, mainly landslides. And in the 60s, the landslides got so bad that the um the Italian government had to force all the residents out. Yeah. N- no one is, is living there anymore. Fair enough. And it's popular uh, tourist destination. And the reason I chose this one, which this is really cool, is that a lot of movies have been filmed there. Like The Passion of the Christ was filmed there. Really? Uh, parts of it. Uh, Quantum of Solace, parts of uh, 007 was okay. filmed there. Uh, Saving Grace, parts of Saving Grace was uh, filmed I know, there. I don't know what that is. It sounded familiar, so I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's about what I do a lot of times on my on my end of the research, but but that's that's basically the the the, the sum up of Craco, Italy, and it's a really really cool looking town. It looks a lot older than you know, like, looking at it. You'd be like, wow, that's the, the this city was operating in the '60s. It looks like it's straight out of like fucking the, like the archaeologists the, just dug it up. The Middle Ages, the yeah. Dark Ages that didn't actually exist. Yeah, yeah, no, that's crazy. And I kind of like those cities on a cliff, like the kind of they're kind of like up there on the cliff. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think there was there was one in Red Dead Redemption in Mexico where you're kind of working your way you have to go th- you have to go fight a city and it ended up being kind of like a like a stronghold at the back and it was right over a cliff and the guy kind of like tumbles over the cliff at the end and it was kind of cool like you got like the big backdrop and you got yeah. the valley down below i don't think i ever got that far in the game i loved red dead though it's a fun it's a fun game it's red the first red dead is fun the problem is is that not there? You can you can play for an hour without much happening. Mm-hmm. And the the newer one, it gets a little bit. There's a lot more going on. There's almost too much going on where you can't really focus on what you, you what you want to do. Right. But the first game was fun. Like the story. If you get into the story, it it's was like fun. it kind of gets kind of gets to you a little bit. Yeah, it does. But I was just thinking about that because I got the 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 one city is kind of sitting on the cliff and it's really cool. And then I you go through it in the mission that I couldn't find I couldn't find the name city again. So. Yeah, it, I I like those cliff cities like you know in Greece and shit. Yeah, see, I'm know? not a big international traveler. Me neither, but they just look cool. But that's where I would go if I could go. Greece, Italy, Mediterranean, up on the cliff. So that's somewhere I'm going to have to check that place out sometime. Egypt. Egypt is on the Mediterranean. So we would be there. We would be there. We also have to go to Morocco. Mm-hmm. I got a whole thing with Morocco, and it's funny because you brought up the Barbary monkeys. There used to be a species of lion up there called the Barbary lion, and I want to write a book about how the species still actually exists. And like World War II pilots are flying, they're playing, and the plane crashes, but they survive. But they encountered the Barbary lions that nobody thought existed anymore. It's probably true. It's getting cut, but there's a really good story about that. When we went to the Air Force Museum, there's a plane that crashed in the Sahara, mm-hmm. and there's a story about the pilots that they survived but they, they kind of died off slowly thereafter and they didn't find out about it for years and they found like the skeletons like one by one kind of wandering far away from the crash site damn that's crazy and the parts in the museum they're in a case the parts that they have on display they move around all the time and nobody talks about it no shit they completely just rearrange themselves they're, they that's the parts are haunted man that's crazy anyways that was a complete sidetrack but i got one more abandoned place go ahead i don't know you might have even been here yourself i've never been here i was supposed to go 
here several times as a little kid, and that just never happened. Have you ever heard of Geauga Lake? Yes. In uh, Outside of Cleveland. I think it's in Avon, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Kind of outside of Cleveland. Avon, yeah. Uh, big amusement park. Well, not really big by our standards, but relatively good-sized amusement park. Yeah. Open since 1887. Closed in 2007, and they haven't done much with it since then. And it's just become a, an abandoned, what once was an amusement park. Overgrown. No the buildings shit. are still standing. Most of the, a lot of the rides got taken, uh, some of the big rides got taken out but a lot of the rides are just kind of just sitting there just kind of sitting there a lot of the like the infrastructure just kind of just sitting there and you can't go in there and i'm gonna i've heard of this place yeah like i never went there because it was it was on the opposite because you had Geauga lake which was an actual lake that was there yeah then you had the amusement park on one side and then sea world on the other yeah and they had they had a water park too didn't they on like involved with the lake obviously yeah they had a they did have a water park i'm gonna get into kind of how the whole structure worked in a little bit but it was basically an amusement park and sea world then the water bar kind of came in later and sea war sea world came in in the 70s so like as a kid my grandparents always wanted to take me to sea world it never happened but it was talked about and when my father was like well you guys are going to be going to sea world even though we never actually went <laughs> he was just like don't pay any attention to the roller coasters on the other side of the lake because you're not allowed to go there <laughs> he's like don't Jeez. get don't get excited don't get excited because you're not you're not going there you're going to sea world I was like, I don't want to go anymore. (laughs) We never did go, so I don't know what happened. But I got into the history of Jagged Lake a little bit. So it was a 550 acre, which I think is pretty big. I think it's pretty big for a theme park. That's that's bigger than Cedar Point. Is it? I think Cedar Point is 360 acres. That doesn't surprise me. But especially since 2000, it was Six Flags. Then it was Jagged Lake again. And then Cedar Fair bought it. And it was Jagged Lake like a third time. Like they kept rebranding the park. Mm -hmm. The problem with this park is that... it wasn't going to compete with Cedar Point. Nope. It wasn't meant to compete with Cedar Point. It's supposed to be just a kind of a casual amusement park. It's it's basically down the street from Cedar Point. Pretty much. Like, it's less than an hour away. And in a state, like, Ohio's got Cedar Point, and then you got Kings Island three yeah, hours Cincinnati. away. Cincinnati. Four hours away. So that those are two of the best theme parks, in my opinion. Those are two of the best parks in the country. Yeah. Like Cedar Point's probably the best. Kings Island is, in, is top five, probably. Right. As far as I'm concerned, because you can go there. You could go there for three days and not get board as right. far as i'm concerned but they didn't this premier parks was a company i don't know if they even exist anymore but they were the ones that ended up branding six flags so they bought the park in 95 and they were going to try to do something with it they wanted it to compete on that level and jagged lake just wasn't going to compete on that level right so they ended up rebranding it as six flags and then it, then they bought sea world and it was the six flags crazy kingdom or whatever and then the water park showed up so they had a lot of shit going on right and then they've put in like <laughs> they put in like four big roller coasters really quickly to try to get up to that cedar point level with the roller coasters and the whatever right thinking that 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 is their key to bringing money in now you've played roller coaster tycoon mm-hmm. right you know that there's a lot more to running a theme park than just roller than coaster. just roller coasters <laughs> apparently the executives at premier park didn't they didn't get this memo because while they were building all the big roller coasters they did nothing to improve the infrastructure so the bathrooms were still shit the park right. was dirty like going there was not enjoyable and then probably understaffed understaffed and the other problem too is that Avon, Ohio just is not equipped. No, it is not. The th- good thing about Cedar Point is Sandusky. I mean, Cedar Point made Sandusky, basically. Yeah, but they've got hotels. Like, you're not going to yeah. have a problem getting a hotel room in Sandusky because there's hotels everywhere. Yeah, and they and they have multiple things in Sandusky. They've they have got, Kalahari, 
Castaway Bay. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on there, but the infrastructure's there. Like, you don't, you're not gonna get, it's gonna be crowded, but you're not gonna get stuck on a two-lane road trying to get into the park. Right. In Avon, Ohio, it's a two-lane road <laughs> getting into the park, and the city wasn't prepared to do anything about this. Right. So, they made all these improvements, they had these big roller coasters, and people went for the roller coasters. They went once, and they were like, well, we rode the roller coaster, but it was, it was a shitty experience. There were just too many people. There wasn't enough things going. There wasn't enough room to accommodate them. Right. So, you went there, you had a bad experience, you didn't go back, and you told people not to go back. So they had a year or two where they did pretty good. They were getting people, and you remember the advertisements, the Six Flags advertisements? You remember yeah. those on the TV? Yeah. It was like big shit, like, holy hell, this is going to compete with Cedar Point. It kind of felt like it. The, the guy dancing in front of the bus. Remember? The old guy? Yeah, the old guy. But didn't they kind of feel like, hey, this is a park that's going to compete mm-hmm. with Cedar Point? And then seven years later, in 2007, it was closed completely. I'd say the only park to compete with Cedar Point is Magic Kingdom. Where's that at? Six Flags Magic Kingdom. I think it's in New Jersey. Have you been there? No. But I was when I was younger, I did so much research. Oh, does that got the King to Ka? Yeah. Okay. I, I did so much research on amusement parks. Like I used yeah. I used to know all the roller coasters around the country, their heights, their speeds. Yeah, I did every too. everything. And there used to be on the on the travel channel or something. Yep, there was I watched it. There yep. was a late it was like the late <laughs> summer documentary and it was kinda after you went to the parks, but it was like the late summer tradition where you'd watch the yep. roller coaster documentary. Yep. And that was that was something you watched every year basically. Every single year I watched it. Yep. But I don't know, it's kinda sad that Geauga Lake it, it just kinda was what it was. People probably a lot of people really enjoyed it. Who knows? Maybe somebody will buy it. But there's nothing there. It's it's ruins now. Got to revamp. Got to revamp it up. But it's been thirteen. It's been fourteen years since. Well, probably thirteen years since guests left. And Cedar Fair. It's the Cedar Point Company ended up buying it in two thousand four. Did you know that? Mm. And they pretty much they pretty much shut it down immediately after a couple of years because they got rid of Sea World. They shut Sea World down. So who owns it now? It's just the city. Cedar Cedar Fair probably owns the property, or I don't know who owns the property. See, I get into that. if we won the lottery we could buy it probably cheaply probably and then we can start our own thing on it what would we call it we have to rename the lake yeah we'd have to rename we have to rename the city it's avon ohio we're not, you're not renaming you rename cities they're not gonna go for that doesn't doesn't russia rename their cities quite often russia's got putin though True. we're not as good as we're not as good as putin True. we can't compete with that <laughs> But I don't know. I thought that was it was interesting, and it was it's kind of crazy how much it's decayed in 13 years. Like you would go there, and you'd feel like this this place closed in the 60s. Yeah, dude, nature takes over so fast. It's crazy. I mean, I look at my backyard. I'm like, geez. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about my backyard. But mm-hmm. boy, we got some. I got some work ahead of me. Me too. Happy I got my landscaping days, <laughs> and so I know what I'm doing. Anyways, you got any more abandoned places? I do have one more. Got one more. It's All funny. Right. This is an amusement park as well. Interesting. You ever heard of uh, Heritage Park USA? Is this the Bible one? Yes. Yes. So this, this one is... creeps the fuck out of me for some well, reason. I don't know it, why. It's a it's a it's a weird story, and it brought me back because I'm pretty sure that this guy was on a swindled episode too. Okay. The Bakers. Uh, yep. What the hell were their name? Jim and Tammy Baker. Now what they did was they would have like these televised religious programs, and they made a boatload of money off this shit, and yep. they scammed a lot of people in a lot of different ways. I mean, it's a it's a really big thing. I could be a whole episode about sure. this, this this baker, this baker couple. Yeah, Heritage USA, uh, it was a Christian theme park and it opened in 1978. The way they were able to raise the money was through those televised uh, that televised shit. And in 1986, now th- this this came like 
it became a legit amusement park. Like, it was really nice. Yeah. It was big. In 1986, they had 6 million visitors. That was third to Disneyland and Disney World. You know, I didn't this know. This Heritage USA Park. I didn't know it was that big. Cause I've heard about this. I've been, I've known about this for a while. I didn't yeah. realize it was third. Yeah, it that was, is crazy. It was legit. Like, this place was huge. And um, it closed three years later in 1989. <laughs> Because this guy, he went under, man. He he got uh, multiple counts of fraud, conspiracy, mail fraud, wire yeah. fraud, all that shit. Uh, <clears throat> he ran a big-ass church that I think he got in trouble with, too. He did some scandalous shit with that. And uh, he, he got sentenced uh, to like 40-some years in prison. But wow. he, he got out early. He, he got out in 94, and he's already like back on his bullshit. He tried, he, he's, he's been trying to sell people like this COVID thing that you drink Wait, to get rid still, of COVID. he's still around? He's still around. Around, no yeah. shit. And he's still trying to sell people shit. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he's he's trying to sell this uh like natural medicine to help cure COVID or something. And that's crazy. Yeah. He he's still he's still trying. Because I know that despite all of his Christian ways, he was also being a secretary in one of the hotels that he owned. Yes. He he got caught cheating on his wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that kills me is a lot of these pastors are like the most perverted motherfuckers in the world. Dude, I, I, I Joel Osteen run he rubs me the wrong way, man. I, I, I don't know about him. There's not a lot. A lot of the big televangelists, there's not a lot of good coming out of yeah. any of that. I mean, that, that, that guy's making money. Yeah. Serious money. And the size of his church, it's a football stadium. That's what it is. You know, people throw their money at it. And they throw their money at anything that makes them feel good. Crazy. So, anyway, is that about it for abandoned places? That's what I got. I got one more quick thing we got to talk about before sure. we wrap this one up. So, were you listening to the, the slow-mo episodes? Yes, it was absolutely hilarious. I was dying. So, for those of you listeners that listen on Spotify, if you guys listen to our show, there is an option where you can put the the speed that it plays back at half speed <laughs> please pick out your favorite episode and listen to me and ben talk at half speed <laughs> it might be half speed but it's double the fun it is it is absolutely hilarious it's like i did it on i did it as an accident once <laughs> that's how i found out about it and i was sitting there i was listening i was listening i was listening and i i just started belly laughing i was sitting there in my bedroom by myself and I just started belly laughing. Like I was trying to fall asleep. I was just belly laughing. Man, I I was at work. It was the other day when you when you texted me. You told me to do it. I was like, all right, I'll do it. I was at work, dude. I was on the line. I was I was laughing so hard. I was, cr- <laughs> I was crying, dude. Tears getting in my mask and shit, and my beard. That's I was hilarious, like, dude. I was I was laughing so hard. Especially so funny. A couple of episodes like the like the landscaping one. I listened to that entire episode slow mo. Oh, I listened to the whole God. thing. <laughs> So I think that, that's my favorite episode still. I think so. I think so. Episode nine. You know, it's doing good on the listens, but it's probably just me and you listening to it a whole bunch. Because probably. It's, it's funny. It's so funny. But I played the beginning of a folklore episode, number 14, for my family once in slow-mo, just to kind of see what they'd say. And my father was sitting there. He was trying so hard <laughs> not to laugh. <laughs> after about you two, can't not laugh. After about two minutes. <laughs> after about two minutes, he was like, <laughs> he couldn't. He can't hold it in. We 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 sound like we we take we've taken multiple drugs, multiple drugs, and drink drink heavily, drink very heavily. We <laughs> <laughs> so were like, we can't decide if, we, if you guys sound stoned or drunk, and it's like, well, anyways, oh, both. We sound like sound like both. Anyways, on that note, are we about ready to wrap this one up? I think we are. I think so. It'll be a little bit shorter of an episode, but I think we got some good content in. Like, we had some yeah. solid news stories. 
That was a good. That was a good episode. We had some solid, uh, some a solid main discussion. How how, how are our listens looking? How are we doing? I'm gonna double check, but I, we had a good week. I don't know. It was probably because we were both listening to us listening slow motion. <laughs> I I only listened to like one. Let's take a look real quick. We are at 983. Ah, oh, so close to a thousand. Close to a thousand. Hopefully by next week. We, I think we will. We clear that barrier. I think we will. Uh, we still haven't advertised much. Like I keep putting it on Snapchat. People aren't. I get like two views on my Snapchat. <laughs> so. I, I just don't really get on social media that yeah, much, man. That's a good thing. See, I get on it for work and then Reddit. I that's do, I do all my research on Reddit, so. Yeah, work. I get on it for work and sports. Instagram yeah. for sports, mainly. Yeah. mainly. They have really quick, like, trade updates and stuff. Yeah, see, I like that. And Reddit's the same way for the trade updates. Uh, we do have 11 unique listeners in the last seven days. Nice. So, me, awesome. you, Tim, probably my mom. <laughs> I got a couple friends that listen. Hey. And then five other people. <laughs> <laughs> so sounds hey thank you something. thank you everybody thank for you listening. for listening please tweet us at 30 in law and please if you're a new listener to the show please check out our old stuff you don't have to listen to them in order you can just listen to whatever episode kind of catches your interest yeah we've got a lot of content that we we put a lot of effort into and it's it's enjoyable yeah and, and we're complete idiots so we are idiots some of the shit that we say is like it's but, funny. It's fun though. It's you know, funny. it's fun. We're trying to create. We're trying to do something a little bit different. I kind of like the style, kind of the rough around the edges. I agree. Kind of a yeah, kind of a presentation style. I think it fits our personality as well. But it's also something not a lot of people are doing. So I agree. I'm, Anyways, I, I, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Please tweet us at thirty in the. Let us know if you have uh, been to any of these abandoned places. Yes, please let us know. Um, social media will get up again. We keep talking about it. We've talked about that. We've been talking about social media since like episode ten. Yeah. Basically. We're going to get it up eventually. Right. When we're not working 80 hour weeks. And let us know if you live in any abandoned cities. Tweet us at 30 in the. I don't think we've made it that far. Probably not. We get <laughs> listens like, we get listens like, we've got like 10 different states. No supposedly. shit. Supposedly. No shit. But I don't know how the hell that's happening. Like, there's no way that 2% of our listeners are in Texas. Why not? I don't know. Do you know anybody in Texas? Spotify does. Apparently. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to cut this one for tonight. So thank you very much, guys. Peace. Yeah, because uh, Makiki, I think Ma- I think that's Makiki, Makiki. That might be Makiki. Makiki. Is that how I you say know. it? M A C A Q U E. Makaki. 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 I don't know. Mac- okay, guys. Makaki. Makaki. <laughs> nope. Okay. I was trying to avoid. <laughs> that's getting cut. <laughs> I was trying to avoid us saying what you just said. <laughs> But if any of you listeners know what the hell, can you spell that again for us, please? M-A-C-A-Q-U-E. If any of you guys know how to pronounce that, please tweet us at 30 in the. There's, not, absolutely... there's not a lot of governance out there. The sheriff is kind of the head honcho. Yeah, so. and he's, I mean, I, I, I think that's absolutely hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> kind of a sheriff of Nottingham type scenario. Right. Yeah, he, he eventually got caught and he got hanged, unfortunately. I don't know if that's that unfortunate. Probably not that unfortunate, but I feel, that'd make a cool movie. Yeah, we got we to gotta shoot that. We got to call up one of our film buddies. Yeah, we'll call him up. The, the Sheriff of Bannock, The Untold Tale. I like this. Of Montana's law, law something? Law-defying. Law. Law-defying sheriff. And sheriff. There we go, yep. And then we got to play... <laughs> Then we gotta play. I shot the sheriff. We gotta get rights to that track. We'll we'll make our we'll make our own cover. We go with the Bob Mar- Bob Marley. We'll make we'll make our own. That's cover. a good rendition. We'll, we'll make our own cover. 
This was 2004, dude. 2005, 2006. Uh, oh, it's a long time ago. Yeah, this okay. wasn't coronavirus, hand sanitizer in the car time. Anyways. I'm trying to think if there were any pandemics around that time. Swine flu? H1N1? Was that swine flu? That would have yeah. been before swine flu. Was that swine before? Because Tim was little. Like, when was swine flu? Swine flu was when we were little, right? Swine flu was Obama. Was that Obama? Damn it, Obama. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Obama was Ebola. I'm not going to talk about Ebola. <laughs> Anyways. Didn't you get Ebola? <laughs> what? <laughs> kidding. That entire thing is getting cut. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. No, you, 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 you continue. I'm done. Oh, you're done with that one? So that was, that was Michigan Central Station. That's awesome. That was a good one. I think so. Makes sense. You know, have the high ground like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi did. It's important to have the high ground. He did. But the city became very vulnerable to... (laughs) (laughs) The city became... (laughs) I'm... I'm... (laughs) The city, um, the city became very vulnerable to natural disasters, 